0: Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.
1: Oh, well, I was about to say I'm a gog, but if I ever say I'm a gog, you say you always say you're a gog. I hadn't done it for a while though. You just done it. Well, I have, yes. So I won't do it again for a while. Okay. Tell us what you've got for today.
0: Well, you may have noticed it was rather warm last week.
1: Uh, I did. It was quite yes. Warm. You yes. Did.
0: Um, so much so that uh, engineers were forced to wrap Hammersmith Bridge in foil. In foil? In foil, yes. But to re- reflect the sunlight. Well, like the last heat wave in 2020, uh, they found that it got so hot that uh, small fractures started to appear in the iron pedestals that uh, hold the, the, the those big sort of chain supports yes. that, that hold the bridge up. Um, and they installed a, uh, a temperature control system but they they wrapped the, the pedestals in yes. reflective foil just as a precaution.
1: Well, they call it a bridge but it isn't, right? as, it as anybody who lives in our part of London knows it hasn't really been a bridge for quite a long time unless you're a cyclist or a pedestrian and even then in 2020 you couldn't do go across as a cyclist or a pedestrian because they haven't looked after the bridge for goodness knows how many years they've decided to no. just leave it um, and in the old days, cycling across, it was pretty scary because you could practically see the river underneath. Yes. Um, but yes, no, but has been allowed to go across on a motor vehicle for quite a long time now, and there's no yeah. prospect of being able to do so in the future. Is it a
0: Hammersmith Bridge or is it Albert Bridge on which there's a sign saying troops must break steps? It, step it when is walking it across? is
1: Albert Bridge. Hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure why Albert and not Hammersmith, because they are both suspension bridges, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's they're worried that, like the Verrazzo Narrows Bridge, that resonances will be will be set up that would actually encourage the bridge to shake itself apart it is Ah. albert bridge but unfortunately they replaced the old rather stylish sign with a a newer one that to my mind Ah. is not as good and of course the barracks which were near albert bridge which actually posed some chance of troops actually marching across has since been redeveloped and so i think the chances of any troops marching across albert bridge are very slight Ah. So, yes. No, but Hammersmith Bridge, yes, well, okay, wrapped in foil. I'm sure that helps, but until Good they enough. actually decide who actually is responsible for repairing the bridge, I'm afraid it's just a bit of a pain in the neck for anybody in southwest London. Hmm. So, from bridge to chess. Oh, you were really interested in that. Okay, from bridge to chess. Yes, you couldn't think of a segue for that. I'm sure one exists. Okay. That was a segue. They're both games. Oh, that's true. Oh, oh I was wow. very slow. Do there. try to keep but, up. I'm oh, sorry, I, I was still full of anger about Hammersmith Bridge being. You, you clearly yeah. And there have been
0: lots of uh, gambits that uh, chess players have used in the past to try and befuddle their opponents. You remember the yes. famous yogurt gambit? No. Between, um, it was a match between Anatoly Karpov and Viktor Korchnoi back in 1978, when um, a, a yogurt was called for at one point in the in the game uh and um this is not a chess term not a chess term and there were complaints that the 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 predictable uh, the arrival of the yogurt was a way of the team signaling that uh, that the player should resign or or (laughs) right
1: okay okay
0: but well this is not nothing to do with the yogurt this is to do with the chess robot uh Mm -hmm. at the moscow open who was uh, playing a seven-year-old boy Hmm. when it suddenly grabbed his hand and broke his finger. <laughs> well, you could laugh, but it wasn't very funny for the 7 year old boy.
1: I'm sure Although- it wasn't. But hang on. Wait, wait. So the ro- this was a robot that didn't just think about the moves. It actually moved as it well. It actually moved the pieces, So it had yeah. you know, some functioning hands of some sort.
0: What happened was the robot made its move and the seven-year-old boy saw his counter move and made his move too quickly. Uh, and the robot, was confused by the hand suddenly appearing when it was still over the board and grabbed hold of his hand and wouldn't let go. It had to be
1: freed by technicians. Oh, right. So it wasn't malevolent. It's not the beginning of Skynet well, taking so over through say, a chess game first. so they
0: say, but who can tell? The boy did, in fact, play again the next day and completed the tournament.
1: Did he beat the robot?
0: Oh, I don't know. No one's reported that. I suspect that game was abandoned due When to you,
1: when ill you, health. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they went away and put yogurt, a yoghurt salve on his finger. <laughs> um, because when you started saying that, I assumed the robot had decided it was not doing very well and was, had thought of a clever ploy. I'll break his yes. finger and he'll have to retire hurt. Yes. But clearly not.
0: Well, I imagine that game officially resulted in a draw.
1: So maybe maybe the robot was losing
0: and and saw its yeah, chance. Yeah, 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 hmm. oh,
1: yes. I think I think that's clearly what it is. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So from bridge to chess to, uh, yes, we're going sailing now. The Great Britain
0: Sail Grand Prix, uh, Grand Prix I suppose, is uh, taking place place in Plymouth on the 30th and 31st of July. Or if you're listening to this next week, it took place last weekend. Yes. Okay. Um, and. Uh, Among the many boats uh, taking part and showing themselves off is a UK startup called Drift, who are demonstrating their uh, artificial intelligence navigating hydrofoil, which has an underwater turbine, which sucks in seawater and uses electrolysis to turn the turbine turbine into hydrogen and oxygen. Mm. It then stores the hydrogen and takes it to nearby ports. For for uh, for delivery of, of hydrogen,
1: clever, do okay. you think? Well, clever, yeah. it sounds quite convoluted. It's actually sort of like got to plough up and down, and then yeah. take it to a port. Okay, yes, it but it's all
0: solar powered, hmm. uh, so it's and it's automated, so it just oh. does it. Uh, the prototype could only take in six liters of hydrogen an hour, which is. during two hours, but they're planning for a yacht that will produce 250,000 litres an hour, although that's obviously quite a step up from where they are at the moment.
1: That's wonderful, but it still has to keep going back to deliver it, so it...
0: It has to go back to deliver it, yes, but 250,000 Unless it it
1: pays out a long pipeline as it goes. No,
0: I don't think it can do that, because that would be a danger to shipping.
1: I suppose so, yeah.
0: It's possibly a danger to aquatic chess players as well, but maybe there are a few of those around Plymouth at,
1: uh, at this time of the year. Anyway, I thought it was quite a nice idea. It was. Well, talking of nice ideas, why don't we have one of these?
0: TikTok. TikTok. It's, uh, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. Um, mm. The social media channel is obviously yes. what I'm talking about here. 23 million people in the UK alone use TikTok, TikTok on a regular basis. Mm. Uh, and what I think was unique about TikTok was it was the first uh, video sharing platform to use only portrait uh, videos. Rather yes, than that's
1: why I stopped using it. It just annoyed me. Did it? You, well, well, it would I annoy you as well, bit, wouldn't it? You're a bit behind the times.
0: No, because all the all the all the film is shot in portrait and designed only to be shown on your phone in TikTok. So it, it does kind of make sense because that's how people
1: hold their phones anyway
0: um you're
1: the one who's always railed against people filming video in portrait mode
0: if they're then going to put it on youtube or submit it to the bbc when there's, oh, okay. uh, when there's right. a major event then yes right. i do rail against it right. but for a platform designed specifically to show portrait videos i think it makes a certain sense okay uh so tiktok is increasingly being used as a news channel hmm The reason being, the average age of viewers of BBC One and BBC Two news is over 60, the average age. So young people are using social media, in particular TikTok. The problem is that uh, while 24% of those people uh, get their news from standard news organisations, 44%, nearly half of them, get their news just from people they follow, Mm. which means the news is unregulated uh almost certainly uh, biased and quite possibly very untrue mm. so it's kind of dangerous um there there is a, an upside to it so after the U- invasion of ukraine uh individual ukrainians were posting footage of the you know, various uh, mm. russian invasions and atrocities uh various things that they were doing And the footage of the Ukrainian invasion had been viewed a million times a minute. So a very, very good way for people to spread information. Yes. The problem is that the TikTok app is very invasive. It's owned by uh, a Chinese company. Mm -hmm. TikTok is owned by China, uh, ultimately owned by the Chinese state. And... Everything that happens when you're using the app is reported to a cybersecurity company in China, which captures not just which TikTok videos you're watching, but your location, mm. which other apps you're running at the time, your calendar, all your contacts, the Wi Fi networks you're connected to, Good your creation. phone number, even the serial number of your SIM card, which means they could quite easily clone your phone without your knowledge. Now TikTok when challenged say no 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 it doesn't go to China at all it goes to our server in Singapore, but they <laughs> That's would reassuring. say that yes they? exactly. So TikTok you know a, a a great source of well particularly people doing silly dancing which is what mainly mm. uh, seems to be on there uh, a questionable source of news. But if you're going to use TikTok, do use it with caution because the, the, everything you do is sent to China. Yeah,
1: well I mean people worry about privacy to do with many of the social media. Apps, but younger people don't seem to care. I talked to my own, you know, offspring about this and they just don't seem bothered. What have we got no. to hide?
0: Yes, I think privacy may be a thing of the past. They're so used to growing up without it that they don't yes. think it's it's relevant anymore. Mm,
1: clearly. Mm. Oh well, that's slightly disconcerting for those, those of us who do care about this sort of thing. We should care about this sort of thing. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Okay onwards uh let us move on to bmw well-known maker
0: of top class cars well maybe maybe not quite top class but um yeah. expensive cars and when you buy a uh, a new bmw you can choose to have heated seats or even a heated steering wheel in it yeah. but suppose you don't choose to buy that and you think i wish i'm Wish I'd paid for that, uh, that heated seat or heated steering wheel. Yeah. Or you buy a used BMW and you think, I wish i had those in. Well, now you can do it. Um, you can uh, now pay BMW to enable the heating that is already installed in your car, but which has not yet been turned on.
1: So it's fitted, but you have to pay extra. It's fitted, to...
0: But you have to pay extra to actually use it at a cost of £15 a month for heated seats. Or one hundred and fifty pounds a year, or three hundred and fifty pounds if you want to buy the right to use your heated seats outright. If you want the heating steering wheel, that's an additional ten pounds a month on top of the cost of your heated seats. I mean,
1: uh, who's ever cold enough that you need a your toes warmed up by a seat, or indeed the steering wheel? Well, I I have heated seats in my car. Do
0: I you use them i use them occasionally hmm. um they have three heat modes and on the hottest one it gets very hot very very quickly
1: yes it's, you know in very would cold
0: you, weather it's nice to warm yourself slightly would you pay 150 month. pounds a, no. a
1: year no
0: i certainly wouldn't
1: but you actually said it's 10 pounds a month or 150 pounds a year the monthly deal seems rather better no 15 pounds a month Oh 15 pounds. A seats, month. Oh right. Oh sorry, sorry. Ten
0: pounds right, right. a month extra if you wanted a heating steering wheel. Oh, ah, right, right. Okay. Uh so it's it's quite a lot. And I think um it's a bit cheeky charging people for things that are already built into the car.
1: Yeah, so you can sort of understand though why rather than have to design you know two different sort of cars yes. and not knowing who's going to want the heated seats and not, you can see why they just put them in anyway, but don't let you have them unless you pay more. I yes. can sort of see it from their point of view, but yes, it does seem cheeky. Some BMWs, kind of I imagine. First, you know, bought new and not exactly cheap. No, they are not exactly cheap. That's a very good way of putting it. Unlike us. So let's (laughs) pause pause for breath. Back in a moment.
0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: This is Simon Rose in conversation with Steve Kaplan as we discuss the latest gadgets and gizmos, some of which you... Don't even know we're there unless you pay for them, so what now exactly well we're still we're still
0: automotive, we're still talking about cars, right, and back in the day when my parents had a rover three and a half liter, do you remember those things I do are those the ones, ones
1: with the with the doors that went opened in opposite directions or was that the later model? I Don't I remember, remember that. that it was uh, well, maybe I was an earlier a
0: rover three and a half liter as I recall We did, but their car Harold Wilson. I, don't oh, know yeah. why I remember that. I just do. Uh but the uh, the thing about cars, about pretty much all cars in those days, is that they had a reserve tank of petrol.
1: Oh and yes, my mum's Triumph Herald had one of those. It was very right. useful the first time, but then she kept forgetting to close it again after filling up, which meant that she would run out of petrol and think oh. it's all right, I've got a reserve tank of petrol, but she'd actually kept the valve open. Yes. So she'd already gone through it. Yeah. But yeah, well very the thing well.
0: about reserve tanks is they don't actually give you any more petrol they just have a little bit in reserve a little secret stash of petrol yes but that was when quite useful if you out, sort of if you you run, run out yes yeah. and for cars that don't have a reserve tank which frankly is all cars these days the alternative is a petrol can which one of those and you've seen people walking along lanes at night yes. carrying an empty petrol can looking yes. for the nearest garage yes yes i was given a tin petrol can by my grandfather um from the, I think the nineteen thirties, and what's interesting about that is that the price two shillings was embossed into the lid. <laughs> the idea that that you know the price of petrol could be so stable yes. that they could manufacture the cans with the price permanently yes. embossed into them.
1: Well, I bet that's when we were on the gold standard, which had some disadvantages as well. Uh, well, I suppose it did.
0: But anyway, so the uh, the replacement for both reserve tanks and petrol cans for electric cars is um, the zip card the zip charge go the zip charge go describes itself as like a jerry can for electric cars Uh, they say it's the size of small carry-on luggage and the idea is that you charge this thing up Um, it takes an hour to charge a thing up you put it in the boot of your car and It will then give you between 20 and 40 extra miles so that you can drive to the nearest electric car charging point and charge it up properly.
1: So it's sort of the equivalent of carrying a a power pack for your phone.
0: It is the equivalent of that. There are two disadvantages to it. Um, One disadvantage being that uh, once you plug it into your car, it then takes half an hour to charge your car up.
1: Oh, I see. You can't just sort of plug it in and go off. You can't plug it in
0: and drive off. The other disadvantage is that while the price has not been around, uh, being announced yet, it will be between one and two thousand pounds
1: for an extra twenty or forty miles. You know, that seems crazy. Yeah. It does seem like a lot, doesn't it? Well, best not to run out. I, I, the Absolutely. more you talk, the more you talk about, it, the more inconvenient electric cars seem to me. Particularly as almost every material in them is now controlled by China. Well,
0: yes, oh, that's so.
1: So true. you know, after cloning your phone. <laughs> yes <laughs> <When> closure, <laughs> they oh, cause you to run out of run out of juice before you even get back yeah yes mm. okay yeah one to two thousand pounds for 20 miles that's some price well
0: one to two thousand pounds to get you out of a fix when you run out of electricity well, I out of juice. So. but I
1: mean. then but surely uh, in days gone by of days of the internal combustion engine i mean the people ran out of petrol and they hadn't got a Jerry can in the boot they tend to ring the man from the AA or the rac or green flag who'd probably they come and would. help you they, so i wonder yes, well they, they they'll would. probably be going along with lots of these they can afford one grand for one of those things i imagine they
0: can and maybe that's exactly what they will do
1: hmm. i
0: don't know i don't i i we need to talk to the uh obviously in the AA and perhaps green flag um about how they deal with uh, people who've run out of yes. petrol
1: well there must be there'll be a news story about that too or somebody complaining a letter to a a paper.
0: Well, you read that the a paper a, that people the, complained in oh, letters.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They were in the, and in that paper, there was a story of somebody driving, using an electric car to go from, I think, John O'Groats to Land's End or the other way around. I can't remember. And they were boasting about how wonderful it was. And somebody then pointed out, because it took them something like four days, because I keep stopping and charging the battery, mm. that the actual average speed was lower than somebody had managed in about 1906. Yes. And the cost of all the um, hotels and the extra food from taking uh, four days instead of one was really quite considerable, so we're still we've still got a way to go. I think we have still got even a though way there to... will be no new combustion engine cars sold in this country after 2020. Well, the real answer,
0: of course, is hydrogen powered cars, mm-hmm. um, exactly. and once there are boats going offshore generating hydrogen yes. from the the sea, but of course, hydrogen cars are very very few and far between, and there are, I don't yep. think there are any commercially available ones yet. Everyone's no, jumping. I feeling.
1: Like a I read a story. About a garage that's opening up for supplying hydrogen cars, even though there aren't actually any cars that can currently use it. I should, have, yeah. I should have sent that to you. I can't remember where I saw it now, but I'll have a look for it another time. You have a look and we'll talk about it another time. Okay. Thank you. Right. Um, well, let's have one of these because we haven't had one for a while.
0: Uh, now then, I think it's probably time, even though we just had a little jingle, for, oh. for our crowdfunding time of the week,
1: don't you? It's got everybody on the edge of the seats. What now, are you going to tell us about?
0: I'm going to talk about Paris Rhone. Paris being a French manufacturer of uh, technology, and they've been making kitchen and cleaning technology since 1915. Isn't that splendid? Cleaning technology? Well, vacuum cleaners.
1: I oh, suppose, I see. Oh, right, yes. right. I see what you mean. Yeah. Sorry. Okay.
0: 1915. It wasn't that technological. It was basically a motor with a with a little uh, suction pump attached. Yes, but it's it's still technology. Are. Um, they are branching out into their first ever audio visual uh, product, mm-hmm. which is an ultra short throw laser projector, the kind of thing that can fill a wall with light and yes, color. Yes, we talked on about one quite recovery. recently. Yes. Mm. Well, what's interesting about this one is that they are launching it on Indiegogo. Um, this will do an 80-inch screen from 14 centimetres away from mm-hmm. the wall, 150-inch screen from 50 centimetres away. So really quite impressive. Uh, it's £1,500, which is sort of 25% off mm-hmm. if on, on Indiegogo. They are actually in production, so they are manufacturing this thing. And it looks rather good, and I think probably worth having a look at. So uh, you... on uh, Indiegogo until the nineteenth of August. Okay. If you're interested the French flavour.
1: Oh yes, I, I probably remember this wrong. Was it not Philips who were also using that's crowd, right. crowdfunding yeah. to do their ultra short projector? Yes. So why is everybody suddenly doing that? It? It's
0: a very good way of market testing, as we've said on this program hmm. before. Um, that rather than just saying to people, would you buy one of these if it were available? They're saying, give us your money and we'll give you a a slight discount. And it's a very good way of testing these things out. Okay. Um, Let us move on to Hmm. uh, cryptocurrency. We've talked about this at length here, particularly when people are um, fraudulently dealt by cryptocurrency dealers. So there was a case recently of uh, a guy called Fabrizio Daliola who lost millions of pounds in digital currency to fraudsters. Uh, The trouble is, how do you then sue those fraudsters? Because you obviously haven't got a physical address for them. You probably haven't got a phone number for them or an email address.
1: You can't ask the Chinese. You can't ask the Chinese. What you have got,
0: of course, is access to their digital wallet, because that's how you transferred the digital currency to them in the first place. Right. So... For the first time, a judge in the UK um, has allowed legal papers to be delivered by NFT. So the legal papers are inserted into the digital wallet of these people. I mean, of course, they may well not respond and it's very difficult to enforce. Yes. But there is no doubt that these papers have
1: been served to them. That's fascinating. It's clever, isn't it? But how would in a digital wallet, how would they even know? Because you've... You don't get emails for our digital wallets, so how would they even know it had the, turned some up?
0: Some kind of notification, oh. I suppose, has gone to them. Wow, that's extraordinary. Isn't that As you say, hard to enforce, but. Hard to enforce, intriguing. yes. But I mean, I think the most intriguing use of, of NFTs since the, the, the boom of NFTs last year that we talked about at length, and then the chasm
1: where people realized these things were actually largely worthless. Yes, which you were saying pretty much at the at the, the time but yes i have yes. Read many articles now people have got realized they got their fingers very very badly burned yes they did
0: it was a, it's, it's a good idea it is still a good idea to have you know authenticated digital mm. artwork um but uh, it did get ridiculously carried away and people spent mm-hmm. an awful lot of money speculating on what turned out to be something of a south sea bubble Yes. If I can use a historical reference. Well, well I was
1: thinking more yes. of the tulip, tulip mania, but yes, either of them would do. If only there had oh. been an NFT tulip, how oh, the wheel would absolutely. have turned. Yes, wouldn't it just? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have to come up with one next time um, the market goes mad again in NFTs. Steve capital. thank you very much indeed. That is it for this edition of gadgets and gizmos
0: is it a gadget is it a gizmo no it's gadgets
1: and gizmos with steve kaplan and simon rose